Finance Africa has released their 2024 Global 500. Uh, just looking at which brands are the most valuable in the world. Jeremy Sampson, the chairman of Brand Finance Africa, joins me. Thanks so much for your time on Hot Business this evening, Jeremy. Always good to chat to you about something that you're so passionate and an expert about. Tell me about um, 2024 Global 500 and what you do there. Good evening, Linga. Very good to be with you. Yes, um, the Brand Finance is a global organization, produces these rankings every year. And uh, as you know, they were released in Davos last week, where you were swanning around, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, when you look at the top 500 brands, um, some people say, well, you know, how do you do this? You sort of thumb suck. And we say, no, 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 there are international standards. So there's to start with, you know, ISO 10668 for brand valuation. So that's the financial value of a brand. And then there's ISO 20671, which is brand evaluation, which is almost everything about a brand other than the financial. So reputation, investment, ESG, all these good things. Now this year, um, and remember the research was done at the end of last year. So this is a ranking for last year that was announced two weeks or a week ago. Apple is the top one. And, uh, Apple is worth, and pin your ears back for this, 516 billion US dollars. So 518, oh, yes, and that brings it down to the RAND small change. Okay. So what, what other brands were there that are considered to be valuable and why? Well, Microsoft um, is in second place. And Microsoft, in fact, followed by Google, followed by Amazon, all three of them are very close together. And I know on your program, you talk a lot about investment. And I think most of your listeners will know that if you've invested in any of these four companies, you know, Apple, Microsoft, Google, and Amazon, you'll have done extremely nicely. Um, then you drop down to fifth place, which is Samsung. Um, and then you get down to Walmart, the American retailer, TikTok, Facebook, Deutsche Telekom, which is in number nine, which is Europe's most valuable brand. Uh, and then you get into uh, ICBC, the Chinese bank. So there's quite a selection of companies there across different sectors. But the ones that are still motoring the fastest, if I can put it that way, are the tech brands. Okay, there's something to be said for building a brand that is so powerful across different parts of the world, uh, right? So Apple is popular whether you are in Asia or in the United States or in Africa. Um, what do you think that is, and from doing this study and from studying brands so much, I'm just trying to think of if I'm a listener and I'm, I want to build a powerful brand, not only for South Africa, but globally, what do I have to think about? Well, it is interesting when you think that I think I first had an Apple on my desk in about 1985. It's been around quite a long time, but slowly building and building and building until, as we heard last year, by market cap. It was by far the biggest uh, in uh, in the States, well, in the world. And only, in fact, two weeks ago, um, it was overtaken um, by Microsoft. So it is interesting that you've got to be very single-minded. You've got to have um, a unique positioning. You've got to differentiate as a brander. But one of the key things about any brand, it's got to stay relevant and keep on evolving. If you want to talk about disruption, I guess... 
probably, arguably, the biggest disruptor in the world at the moment is a certain Elon Musk. Now, Tesla has come along and um, in a very short period of time become a fantastic brand worth a lot of money. But it is interesting that just this last year we've heard that it's actually being outsold in the electronic car market by a Chinese brand called BID, B-Y-D, which perhaps most people in South Africa have never heard of. The authorities in Europe have certainly heard about it because they've just accused the Chinese government of dumping cheap electronic cars in Europe. And of course, BID is a car that's largely being developed or rather funded by the Chinese government. Mm -hmm. That raises another issue, of course, where governments can actually get behind the brands of their country to help grow that brand. Those brands will act as ambassadors. And of course, they'll create income for the country and hopefully they'll provide jobs as well, as in the case of something like Apple, even though most of the manufacturing is done in Asia now. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, there's no African brand there. Even our behemoth, our very powerful, pervasive, across the African continent, massive brand power, MTN, not anywhere there. Why? Isn't it sad? Um, we keep on saying to our colleagues in London, come on, we need some good news in Africa. Um, And as you would know, um, in April, we produce our South African rankings. And then round about Africa Day, 24th of May, we produce the African rankings. But in fact, I have to say that um, African brands are actually going backwards for the most part at the moment. Why, you would ask? Um, Well, partly because of the risk factor. You know, Africa is perceived as being... uh, a risky place to do business in some areas. And certainly in the last year, when you see what's gone on in Sudan and other areas, there are high risks in certain parts. Sometimes, though, those risks are overblown by the media and pundits in America or Europe. But the other factor is that currencies in Africa are sliding down against the US dollar. I think in uh, South Africa, the RAND has gone down about 10 or 11% in the last 12 months. The Nigerian Naira has gone down, I'm told, 50 to 60% in the last year. And in Kenya, um, I believe it's down about, the, what is it, the shilling is down about 20%. Now, this, of course, has an impact on the value of the brand. Also, raising MTN, and as you say, MTN is, um, according to our rankings, by far the most valuable brand in Africa, But when you think of where it's active, um, I know they've tried to pull back from certain areas, but when I list countries like the Yemen, Afghanistan, you know, Nigeria, Sudan, Iran, these are areas that are MTN's market. And as we know, they're all very high-risk areas. And people around the world, investors, don't like investing in high-risk companies. I see. You want alternatives. So it's not just about the the power of the brand. It's also about the association you're saying, you know, your potential to lose money. Or, you know, we're, we're chatting yesterday about companies that do so well and markets where the potential to make so much money, like in Nigeria, but then the challenges that airlines were facing, say, there, where they couldn't get their money out to the point where one airline actually stopped flying to Nigeria until their government released the tens of millions of dollars that were owed to it. Um, 
so so I understand what you're saying because I just you know I just thought maybe brand was about the power of the brand, not the money side as well. You're absolutely spot on. You know, it's a very complicated world that we live in. Um, I know there's huge concern about Apple in the sense that a lot of the manufacturing is done out of Taiwan. And as we know, Taiwan is a political hotspot now with uh, the Chinese making threatening noises. So that impacts the share price of Apple at times. So there are all these to use the word that's being bandied around at the moment a lot, geopolitical headwinds that can affect the brand and affect how it's going. Now, just in South Africa in the last week, we've heard of um, Woolworth's results being down. Why? Because the ships can't get into the ports of South Africa. And I'm sure you've mentioned on this program repeatedly that if the ports aren't working, if the infrastructure isn't working, if we don't have power, this impacts the country to a very negative degree. And I'm sorry, I, I, I'm being a little bit dark here, but one's got to face the reality of these facts. You know, down in the Western Cape at the moment, it's the height of the fruit export season. And I believe they've already lost over two and a half billion rands because they can't get the crates down to the docks and out onto the sea and over to the markets. Shocking here, yeah? and it's like those easy wins with the commodities boom. We also missed out on that when the Russia-Ukraine war was taking place, and and you know it was South Africa's time to shine with the coal and the minerals, and we just couldn't get them out fast enough. We experienced the boom, but but not as much as we used to. Jeremy, let's come back to to brands and their value. How much does how we as consumers interact with brands matter and mean to them? Well. If you go through the different categories, I think you know when you go back to this time uh, in 2020, we were about to go into COVID, and um, yes, it's four years ago, isn't it? And um, you know they said that during the COVID era, a lot of people obviously were working from home, so they were snacking more, and the value of snack brands went up um, as a result of that. Sales were very, very good. Sometimes, depending on what's going on in the world, uh, whether you have a pandemic, obviously the seasons, summer, uh, which we're enjoying here at the moment, things can move around quite dramatically. But also, as we found at the start of COVID, suddenly there were pressure points on the logistics around the world. For instance, do you remember there weren't enough masks to go around to start with, as I believe they were all coming from one source. Um, and this is where... We've got to think of the whole world, think of the context that we're in, and then you look at the brands that are shining. Certainly at the moment, it is the the brands like NVIDIA, you know, which most people have not heard of, uh, only in the last few months, making chips that is the fastest rising brand in value. Um, we know that in the last year, and again in Davos, you'd have heard this a lot, the big thing is AI and the impact that is going to have on the world and we'll have on brands. And this is where we come back to what we were saying earlier. If the brand doesn't stay relevant, it will die. Um, it's as simple as that. Um, when you look back at our, our cell phones, our mobile phones, can you remember a BlackBerry? Can you remember a Nokia? The way things have changed mm -hmm. ahead, to the point that Apple now is very, very dominant. But of course, Apple isn't just smartphones. It's the biggest watch producer in the world and a few other things like television and all sorts of things. So it spread its risk as well. 
All right, Jeremy Sampson, thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. The sometimes referred to as the godfather of branding, uh, the chairman of Brand Finance Africa, just speaking to us about global brand strength. On our future beyond borders here on Hot Business on Hot 1027, always great to chat with you. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we'll be taking a look at what's moving the markets locally and internationally. Do stay with us on Hot Business here on Hot 1027. Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga.